welcome to Dal's War Room, episode number 11. Here with Eric. How are you, buddy? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's been a while. It has been a while. We've been away. We've been busy renovating and traveling and doing all kinds of stuff. So I uh, definitely apologize for the delay. We've been getting in shit like crazy here. So um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit this morning is I get asked this quite a bit, actually, and people, I think in a way, kind of have an an understanding and maybe a false understanding of what war room is and, and what I mean by, you know, war room and the, the definition of war room. I mean, what it, you know, obviously comes from, I mean, it's a military thing. It's basically a room where the war is planned, right? So in world wars, any wars, I mean, any kind of battles, you know, there's always a, an area room or a place like a command center where things happen. And that's a war room. And when you look at like the definition of a war room, it's two definitions. There is a, a business definition of it too, but it basically comes down to a place where war is planned. And where, where I want to go with it for, for the terms of this, when, when I named this the war room, people ask me a lot and, and think it, it's kind of coming towards the same thing on some kind of where the battle is planned. And you know what the war room actually is, is it's your head, it's your mind. So when I talk about the war room, the war room's in here, it's upstairs. And it's the same thing because this is where the battles are planned, right? They're planned in your head. This is where the strategies all go through. This is where everything comes through your mind. So the worm is your mind. So when we look at how you decipher that basically is mindset is literally everything. And we go through all kinds of things in our head, right? We go through life and death, you know, power of the tongue, everything, but everything comes from your mind. It comes from your mindset, what you believe, what you, what you see programming. The, the mind is powerful beyond people's comprehension and why I refer to your mind as the war room is because, again, that's where your strategies, that's where everything planned out. And you have to kind of look at it from that perspective of life's a battle. It really is. So if life's a battle, the war room is your mind and how you are going to get through that battle, how you're going to overcome the things, how you're going to overcome the hurdles. Everything comes through that part of it. And every day we battle with decisions we battle with obstacles that get, we get faced with. There's so many things that happen on a daily basis and, and everything from just getting out of bed and grinding, getting after in the mornings, all those things. And it's all a decision that decisions that need to be made in that battle of your life. So what Dow's war room is and what the war room is, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation about the mind. It's a conversation about your mindset. And that's what the war room is. So you got to look at it from that perspective. It's your mindset. Talking to my buddy Jason here the other day, and he was looking at going all in with Rainbow. And it was having a conversation with him, and it was really kind of interesting. And one of the things I was talking to him about was when I look at people, and, and, and this is where, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more different than, than some people. And, and there's a difference between being supportive and things like that. But I don't look for people who succeed. When I look for people, whether they come into our business or business in general, I don't look for people who are just succeeding because the reality is this, everybody can succeed at something. Right. Okay. And it's not hard. Now, when you succeed, okay, think about something, some cool shit you've done. Okay. Whether it's in business or anything else like that. Okay. When you do something good and it feels good, is there anybody who's there who needs to teach you how to feel when you feel good? No, no. So when, when you go out and sell or you go out and help someone, you play sport, a lot of sports, when you hit that three pointer, when you hit the big smash, you get the point, you win the game. No one has to teach you 
Eric, I want you to hold your mouth up into a, a, a small U shape to show me that you're happy. No one has to tell you, I want to see a big smile on your teeth. No one has to tell you, I want you to jump up and down and clap your hands. Right. No one has to teach you that shit. That's natural. Yeah. Okay. When you feel good, you react to feeling good. And you don't need anybody in that moment to really make it better. Now, of course, if you're there with a team or people are encouraging you more, it can, you know, make you happier. But when you do something good, you feel good. And you don't need anybody to teach you to feel good. The problem is, is when we do things bad or wrong or we fail, there is, you don't need to teach anybody how to feel there either. The problem is, is that's when you need people. That's when you need the help. Okay. Yep. So you go and sell five in a row. You don't need anybody to teach you or to tell you how, you know, I mean, it's nice to hear how great we are, but you don't need anybody to teach you to, to, to feel good. But when you go five in a row without a sale, now those same things come in the other direction, but that's when you need someone to pull you out of that. But more importantly than needing someone to pull you out of that, that's when you need yourself to pull yourself out of that. And when I measure success, I measure it by the amount of failure you've had. We get people that come in our business all the time and they come out, they just start rocking it. And they go out and they sell five, six in a row. They do great. They're so awesome. They finish their program. Everything's good. And they're rocking. You know, and I'll support that person. I'll say good job. But I don't have any real, I don't always say this without sounding mean, <laughs> but. It's almost like you kind of know they're not going to last. Well, it, it's a point of like, I don't know if they're not going to last, I guess is the thing. Is there if they're going to last? And that's what it really comes down to. Because in everything, and we talked about a lot in, in these episodes, and you hear it from people all over the place is the, the need to fail to succeed yeah. and people not comprehending that and understanding that. And people, you know, our listeners too, a lot of them I know, they hear that, but they don't really in that moment understand it. And you have to get your mind to that point of actually understanding that you have to fail. You have to. So you hear me say that and it's fine, but when you're actually failing, that's where you need to, that's where the, that's where the war room comes in. That's where the power of the mind comes in to get you to understand that I am learning right now. When, when you're not selling or you're not, you know, you're struggling or whatever's happening in your life that, that's causing you discomfort, that's where you're learning. You learn in discomfort. Right. We talk about all the time that legends are forged in the fire of failure, the fires of defeat. That's where you're born. So I look at people, I will really give people my time and I'll really give people my energy when I've seen them fail and stick through it. Because sometimes it's frustrating with people too. You get people that come in and they sell really good. They do really good. And you give them a lot of time and energy, and then they have a little bit of a downspout. They can't handle it, and they're gone. Right. And then you've just kind of wasted your time. Mm -hmm. So I want to work with people who failed and who have stuck with it and come back up. Because that's life. That's reality. That's business. That's success. You have to go through that. Mm -hmm. Okay? You will not. People come into things, and they, and they want perfection. They want just the, it's always going to work perfectly no matter what. And that's not life. Nothing in your life works that way. So why do you expect that a business opportunity would? It's not going to. Your relationship's never been perfect all the way through. The, the relationship you have with your children has never been perfect all the way through. No job you've ever had has been perfect all the way through. There's always ups and downs and highs and lows and battles in everything that we do. Your opportunity isn't going to be any different. Now, if you get in a fight with your spouse and you give up and you quit, I mean, yeah, you can go get a new spouse, but every time something gets tough, you give up and you quit, you're going to be single for the rest of your life. You're going to go from relationship to relationship to relationship. If you're not willing to fight for it and work on it to fix it, you're going to go through this for the rest of your life. You're going to just have person after person after person after person, and you'll never have anything. And that's the same as anything in the world. Every time a job gets hard and you quit it, you're going to go get another job, sure, but you're going to, it's the same thing. It's going to happen again and again and again. And, and an opportunity is no difference. 
Okay, so when the shit hits the fan, when, and it will, and it has to, your determination of, of what how you handle that and get through it really determines the level that we want to work with. And when I was talking to, to Jason there, and again, he just had some pretty messed up shit happen in his life. And we had a little conversation about it. And he went, well, you know what? It's done being negative, time to move on. You know, and those types of mindsets of not of choosing not to stay in these shitty places, not to stay where the negativity is and not to, because it's easy to be negative, Eric, right? You know, it's so easy. Yeah. It's easy to be positive. It's easier to be negative. Yep. Someone starts bitching about something. It's easy to jump in there and just start complaining to you and just vent and dump it all out and blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to get sucked into that negativity. Mm -hmm. The voices come into our head. Our programming from our past comes into our head, tells us this and that just keeps coming, but you got to shut that shit down. You got to shut those little voices down. You got to shut up the people who are putting the negativity into your life down and and you have to go. And, and that's where the war room is. So I look for people who have failed and who are still going. And that's what I want to see. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I want. To, when I see someone crash and, and overcome it and keep going. OK, now you got my attention. Right. Now I'll work with you. Now I see that you're tough enough to be able to handle this. But if you're going to go through life quitting everything that you do because it gets hard. I don't want to help you. I can't help you. I mean, no one can help you. You can't even, you got to be able to, to, to have that. So the overcomers, the people who, who have gone down and come back up are the ones that are really, really there. And I mean, it, it it's interesting how I, I don't get why people can't embrace the things that we talk about and, and, and not just us, but I mean, every, anything out there you hear, I guess I'm not spitting out anything mm-hmm. that, you're not going to hear from ever other people, other successful organizations, people. Yep. I learned this shit from other people. It's the same shit. It is, you know, successful. I mean, it's always the same thing. It's like, like don't quit rising grind. Like it's the same shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some products are better than other products. Some opportunities are better than other opportunities. But at the end of the day is if you're a person who doesn't quit and fights for what you want all the time, you will always get it. Yep. Always. So it's baffling to me how some people can listen to these things and go through self-development and really not grasp it or really not understand that when we're speaking, we're speaking right to you, right to your heart, right to your soul, and more importantly, right to your mind. Or just not even believe it. Or whatever it is, whatever whatever reason it is, in, or, or just, you know what, are too closed off mm-hmm. to recognize maybe that it's them, okay? If you're listening to this, you need this. Everybody does because everybody does. I fuel my mind all the time with this shit. I'm always out learning, trying to get better, trying to, I mean, it's just, it's a constant thing of trying to grow and learn and, and be better. So you have to constantly do that. But there's so many times when you look at people who have this, like, and again, we call it like a poverty mentality that always resort back to this nine to five guaranteed thing you know we teach people about programming and coming through it and every everything we say makes sense and everybody you know and i mean i've talked to a lot of people who you know now obviously with worm going you know bigger and outside of our organization you know a lot of, of people who aren't even in rainbow who are like man like what you say makes sense like it just makes so much damn sense so we're not we're not spitting out shit that's confusing i, I think we make it into a way where people understand it and we put enough reality into it but it's like you have to it's one thing to just listen to it it's one thing to to hear it but it's another thing to learn it and embody it and that's where i think people we need to challenge people to dig deeper inside of it because it's crazy i've had people who've been listening to worm for a year who still sometimes i'm just like i just sit there blinking at them like 
how are we having this conversation right now? You've listened to how many episodes and you've gone through self-development. We've put you through courses and different things and you've gone and done. And it's like, this is still it because people really have to just grasp the fact of where they're at, they're, that mentality and their thermostats. And we talked a lot in the past about thermostats and about where people uh, where people really get to the point of just kind of tapping out and capping out, you know, on, on themselves. And it doesn't matter where you're at it, it's people, everybody has a, a thermostat in every level of your life. And when you read The Millionaire Mindset, I mean, that's like, it's the craziest, most powerful book I've ever read, heard, read, listened to ever. And it's like every line of that book is gold. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just one thing after another of just solid freaking gold. And if you haven't read that book, you need to. We give that book to everybody who comes into our organization. It comes in their kind of their welcome package, their opening package. And we give that book to every single person that comes into Rainbow. There's a reason for it. So everything that it talks about, again, is and, and he, he nails thermostats in there like incredibly well. Super important. Your, your financial thermostat. But there's thermostats in all levels of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you look at the mentality you have of a 98% mentality, some sort of a poverty type of mentality, whatever kind of mentality you have, correlate that with the thermostat level that you have set yourself at. And, and you really understand it. And, and, you know, we see this so many times and so many people, you know, even in our business do that where it's like, and again, we talked about this, I think in a past episode, but when I came into rainbow, I went to Jaylene and I said, look, I said, this is what I'm making. I'm making 6,000 bucks a month right now. How do I triple that in less time? Can you teach me to do that? And she said, yes. And over the last decade, every time someone's come into our business and they all sit down and have the conversation, none of them come in with a conversation saying, hey, this is what I'm currently making right now. How do I double that? Or how do I triple that? They all come in with a thing saying, this is what I'm making right now. What do I got to do to maintain that? Mm Mm-hmm. And what I honestly want to say to them is that stay where you are. If what you want to do is maintain what you currently have, then keep doing what you're currently doing. Yep. But are you looking at quitting your job to come into an opportunity to be in the same spot you're in right now? You shouldn't be. No. That's a thermostat. Through 10 years at Shaw Pipe, I was... Making well, I mean, not always making six thousand a month, but I guess between four and six thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I set my life up around four to six thousand dollars a month. Everything that I was doing was wrapped around four to six thousand dollars a month. Now, a lot of times I work more overtime, make more. Sometimes you know it wouldn't be as much overtime, but always made four to six thousand dollars a month. And I set my life up around four to six thousand. See, I taught myself. I put myself at that thermostat. Now, I got to a point where I was capped. Like I said, I mean, I couldn't make anymore. I was the highest paid guy in the facility at the, at the time, mm-hmm. at the end. Couldn't make anymore. We got our, our our dollar an hour raise a year, roughly, you know, average came in and, and that was that. But I couldn't make any more money. So I built my life around that and I created my own thermostat to that. And that's what we do in our lives is, is we put ourselves into a box and the box basically tells us this is what you can do. And then we form our lives into that box. But the problem is, is we need to get the hell out of the box. So don't come into an opportunity saying, how do I maintain what I have? Because if you want to maintain what you have, keep doing what you're doing. Come into an opportunity going, how do I triple this? And more importantly, with less sand. 
You know, how do, how do I amplify my life immensely in less time? And those are the questions that we have to ask. And these are the thermostats we put on ourselves. But the crazy part is if people don't recognize that, and if they don't really study that part of it and grow, they always stay there. And how many times in business and how many times, you know, even in our business, okay, our business is no different than anybody else's makeup people. Now, our business is, is, is no difference in the fact that if you don't go work for it, you will get nothing. Things will give you what you give them for the most part. So in our opportunity, and we talked to this, you know, last night we had a big open house and I talked about everybody too. This business will give you exactly what you give it. If you give it two hours a week, it's going to give you two hours a week worth of pay. Mm-hmm. If you don't come to trainings, you, you're not going to get as much. But if you grind down, you buckle, you get out there every day and you work for it, it's going to pay you immensely. So you try to create that it, its own thermostat, if that makes sense. So what happens is we have people who come in that make a lot of money in a month. Like it, it's, it's not uncommon for people to make four, six, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 in a month in our business. Right. But what happens now is when you go in, and we've talked about this before, but when you go and you make that $5,000, $10,000, what do we instantly want to do now? Take a week off. Yeah. Take some time off. We're good now. Yep. The pressure hits us. We go out and react to the pressure, and then we work just enough for the pressure to come off, and then we stop because it's okay. We feel better now. Mm-hmm. And then basically what happens is the pressure builds back up again, and then we go, we, we go back out there and we push until the pressure comes down a little bit, and then we stop. And that is not the way to succeed. That is the way to survive. That is the way to maintain. Mm-hmm. That is the way to just stay just, just with your, your head above water. Right. Just your nostrils so you, know, so you can just sort of breathe. And when the water freaking rises, then you got to get up a little bit so you can just breathe again. That is a poverty mentality. That is, that is a, a thermostat that you've created for yourself. You have to you have to blow your thermostat up higher and higher and higher. Okay, what is your thermostat cranked to? And and in the millionaire mindset, they talk about you know Donald Trump. But I mean, his thermostat is his shit's set for billions. Okay, do you think Donald Trump would be happy being a millionaire? No, he'd be devastated. He'd feel like the biggest failure in the world. You think billionaires would be happy being millionaires? No, not a chance. Okay, do you think millionaires would be happy with a couple hundred grand? No, no, they'd be devastated. Do you think people who were a hundred thousandaires <laughs> would be happy with tens of thousands? No, no. Do you think people who have tens of thousands would be happy with thousands? No, no. You think people who have thousands would be happy with hundreds? No, no. Do you think people who have hundreds would be happy with tens? Definitely not. No. Do you think people who have tens would be happy with ones? No, no. So. How come some people's thermostats are set for tens or hundreds or thousands? Okay. When other human beings who I'm sorry, have all the same opportunities on this earth as you do, whether you want to believe that or not, and you want to put all oh, they're this, they're born here and they're this and all the damn excuses that you give yourself every single day. The difference of why people succeed is because they eliminate their excuses. They shut down the voices. They go after it. There's more opportunity in this world now than there ever has been. And their thermostats are cranked up higher. They're, it, it, they're cranked higher and higher and higher. 
And some humans crank their thermostats to thousands or hundreds of thousands, and some of them crank them to millions or even to billions. And we're not too far away till we start seeing trillions. Mm-hmm. So the thermostat and what you, you've realistically set your mind to, okay, and that, that's not something you just go, okay, now today my thermostat's 100,000. <laughs> doesn't work that way. No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You got to program your shit. You got to work inside the war room. You got to you got to do that to to get your shit together to 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 level that up and start doing the things to do to to push that to the next level. You got to have bigger dreams, bigger goals, bigger aspirations. You got to do bigger things. You got to work harder. You don't just say, "Oh, this is my thermostat today." You you create the thermostat with the things that you do, the things that you think about. Mm-hmm. The things inside the war room are the things that create the thermostat. So what we need to do is we need to start doing the little things every day to crank the thermometer up. The thermostat's got to go higher. We got to stop thinking. We talk to people all the time about, even in business, is if you actually do the thing, if you want to promote to your next level, and we have a lot of people on here who do the MLM thing, and there's always another level, 10, 15, 20 levels in some companies or more. But to get to the next level, you have to start doing the things that that level requires. Pretend you already have the role. Yeah. And embody it and act like it and start doing those things. Now, we don't have a bunch of levels in our business. We have some managing positions and we have a distributor. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I tell people all the time, if you want to be a manager, start doing what managers do. Start doing the things that a manager does. Start filling those roles and envision yourself and put yourself into that and start doing those things and it will happen for you. It becomes so much easier when you do get to that place because you've been doing it the whole time. And that's it. It's the same thing we tell our managers, how to become a distributor. And all of our distributors, I mean, they all went through the same thing. I said, start acting like one. And think about this, even if you're a dealer right now, okay, or whatever position you're in, okay, we all work out of some sort of an office. And I'm just going to use our business as an example. Do you go into, if the office that you currently work in Mm -hmm. was yours and you owned it, would you be doing the same things you're doing today. No. It's powerful. So even look at you, and I mean, you're a manager in this office, you're a big part of this organization, but if you own this office, and this was this was Eric Burnett's office, yeah. this beautiful kingdom we're in here. Yeah. Okay. Would you carry yourself differently? Would you act differently? Would you be in here more? Would you be crying? What would you be doing if this was your office, you'd be doing a lot more. It'd be different. So why not act like this is your office? Why not do the things that you would do if this was your office today, now? Because when you start doing that, all of a sudden you will have your own office. You will have your own place. When I was managing for Jaylene, this was my business. This was my office. I ran it like it was mine. These are my people, my shit, my things, my there. I was a, it's hard and I mean, I'm not saying I do. It's hard to outwork Jalen Kaczynski. And when I was managing for her, I was in this office more hours than she was. Why? Now you see how many hours we spend here. I was here more than she was. Why? Because I was running everything like it was mine. I was running her empire like it was my empire. And then by doing that, I created my own empire. You see what I'm saying? 
Yep. But how many people come in here and do that? How many people come in and actually envision themselves as that position? How many people come in here every day and say, this is my office, this is what I would do, and start doing the things that they would do, then all of a sudden you will get the thing. When you're doing the work, mm-hmm. you will get the result. When, when you plant the seed, you'll get the crop. Yeah. As long as you're planting it in the right place. Because the land doesn't care what you plant. Mm-hmm. You plant any kind of a seed in soil, you're going to get what you plant. Yep. The land doesn't give a shit what you plant. So your mind is the same way. If I, if I go out into nice, rich, fresh soil and I plant corn, what's going to grow, Eric? Corn. Corn. Now, if I go out there and plant some potatoes, what's going to grow? Potatoes. Potatoes. And if I plant carrots, we're going to get carrots. Carrots. So your mind is the same way. If you plant positivity, you're going to get positivity. positivity. If you plant negativity, you're going to get negativity. Yep. If you plant failure and excuses, you're going to get failure and excuses. That's a huge one, especially because we're talking about our business a little bit here. Um, one of our distributors, Giovanna in Saskatoon, was talking about like excuses about like, you know, is going on those demos and the reschedules and the bonuses and saying, you know, like we want to work hard for these bonuses and we want all these different bonuses, but then, you know, not going out there and going to get them done. Yeah. And I mean, everybody wants something, but there's a difference between wanting something and going out to work for something. So I've never met a person who doesn't want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Never have. You go to anybody, person say, hey, if you had a choice to be successful, would you want to be? And they'd be like, yeah. Who doesn't want more money? Who doesn't want more freedom? Who doesn't want more time? Everybody wants it, but 2% are willing to go and work for it. Right. And that's what it, the difference comes down to. Like, Eric, do you want $10,000? Of course. Sure. But are you willing to go do the work that's going to make you $10,000 next month? That's on you. Yeah. Okay. Now, you've made tons of money in Rainbow because when you've gone to work for it. Mm-hmm. Right. You've also had moments where you haven't made lots of money in Rainbow and you've got paid accordingly. And we're all the same. We've all done it. Yep. Everybody does. So it's exactly what Joanna's talking about. And it's like the fact that it's like everyone's like, oh, we put up a bonus. Oh, I want that. Okay. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> of course you want 3598. Of course you want that. <laughs> That's why we put it out there. Right? We get that part. Yeah. But now are you willing to go work for it? Are you willing to go get it? Or are the excuses and the bullshit that you're going to put in your head of having kids and having this and my spouse work and blah, 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 are all those excuses going to stop you from going out and getting it? Or are you just going to go out and damn well get it? Because there are no excuses. There's nothing that stops you from getting it. So it's it's what you put in. It's what you get out. If you put in the work to get that 3500 bucks, you're going to get the 3500 bucks. And I think also the opportunity is also like, even though it's not a job, is treating it like it is a job. It's not that it's a job, but it, but I know what you're saying. It's a real thing. Yeah. It's not like you know? it's a small it's thing. It's still like something that you have to work at every single day. Mm-hmm. And like you do that, when we go to a job, we're on a schedule and, and people force us to get there. Yep. I think we talked about that in whatever episode two or three about there's consequences to not going to, and that's why there's consequences. Yep. Right. That's why HR departments and all these different things. And there's a whole code for labor relations. It's all stuff exists because employers need to have a consequence to get their employees if they don't come to work because they know that the money's not enough. Okay. So that's what a job forces you into. Mm -hmm. If you screw it up enough, they're going to fire you. You have to go find another one. Yep. So it's the same kind of thing. So it's like you, but you have to take it serious. An opportunity doesn't mean I get to screw around and I mean, we don't pitch, people pitch opportunities like come down whenever you want, come do whatever you want at your own pace. I don't pitch it that way. I pitch it as let's work harder than we're working now. 
Why not? You're willing to go and put in 40, 50, 60 hours a week for someone else. Why aren't you willing to do that for yourself? Mm-hmm. And now when it isn't yourself, you're not, you know, we talked, I think it was, it was just a couple episodes ago. We went through the whole thing with your job history and stuff. And like hours that. And, yeah, stuff. and all yeah. that stuff. Right? You're willing to put all that into somebody else. And in my head, I'm like, I would work double as hard for me. Mm-hmm. But people don't work a tenth as hard for themselves. And the reason why is because there's no consequences behind it in an opportunity. So if you if you treat the opportunity that, yeah, there's no schedules in an opportunity. Mm-hmm. There's definitely things they incentivize you to work or you lose things. Yep. A lot of different direct sales companies, a lot of different MLMs. It's like if you don't perform, you drop down. Yep. Shit in Rainbow, we don't even have that. It's literally just, it's you either go to work or you don't. It's completely up to you. But what is the that determining factor? And, and like you said, it, it it's treating it with the same, it, it's like taking the, the shit that forces you go to, to work and embodying that into your opportunity. Okay. And treating it like the same way. And, and if you take it seriously and, and then you put yourself on that schedule and you say, okay, I'm going to be in that office every day. I'm going to be on these demos. I'm going to be, or whatever it is, even, you know, and, and again, even if you're not at the point right now where you're like, yeah, I want to own my own office. Maybe you're at the point right now, whatever point you're at. Okay. If you're just at the point like, Hey, I just want to make some money. Then go make some money and go do the things that are going to make you the money. Stop making the excuses. Stop saying, oh, I couldn't book any presentations today because my kids were bad. So I'll show you 10 people who book presentations to kids whose kids are just as bad or worse than yours. You, you got you to gotta stop the bullshit, the excuses. Mm-hmm. You got to stop the limits in your mind. And you have to ha- work that shit out in the war room to, to, to get yourself in the right mindset. You got to start plugging into the right shit. You got to start listening to the right things that are going to keep you pumped up and motivated to go and get the things you want in your life. But you got to take it seriously. Like you said, you have to understand that it's real and, and an opportunity doesn't give you a, an excuse to piss around, mm-hmm. okay? It's an opportunity. Opportunity knocks. Opportunity doesn't sit there forever. Yeah, people don't always have these, these opportunities. It's like, well, so when the time is there for you to grab it, grab it and go, okay? But what you put in is what you get out. And it's the same thing. The land doesn't care what you plant. Whatever you plant, it's going to result. Your mind doesn't give a shit either. Your mind doesn't care what you plant, your mind is just as happy with negativity as it was positive. You know, it just, it just gives you what you put in. It's like we talked about a couple episodes ago about the, the, the DVD and the whole, mm-hmm. you know, thing with Miracle on 34th Street and Die Hard. Like whatever you put in is what you, whatever you put onto the TV is what you're going to watch. Your mind's the same way. The TV doesn't give a shit what you're watching. Does the TV give a shit if you're watching Die Hard or, or Home Alone? No. It doesn't give a shit. It gives you what you give out. Your mind's the same way. It doesn't give a shit what you put in. It's going to give you what you... Put in. It's going to give you back that back out. So put negativity in. Your mind doesn't give a shit. It's going to give you negativity back. Yep. So put positivity in. Put results in. Put those things in. And the things that you, again, not just yourself, but the environment that you put yourself in is what's really important. So now the other thing is, is you're obviously your own mindset is very important. But what about other people around you, like family, spouses, all that kind of stuff? Again, you're a product of your environment. Yep. And if you want a different product, you a different environment. And you're right. It's people lose sight of this so much. It baffles me. Let's piss some people off. It (laughs) baffles me that people will put up with negative people in their lives. 
It absolutely baffles me. It baffles me that somebody will stay with somebody, a spouse or whoever, who doesn't support them, who beats them down. It baffles me. I know, it's insane. It, it drives me nuts. I don't okay? get it. Why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't believe in you? Why would you want to be with somebody who, who doesn't push you to succeed? You want to be with somebody that that beats you down and, and is negative and doesn't support you and, and doesn't support your dreams and doesn't support your goals. You want to you want to have that in, in your life. You want to have that person. It blows my mind that people put up with this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean go home and get divorced, but stand up for your damn self. Okay, now we know the story of Jovanna and Brandon, and we're going to hear it on here very soon. And Brandon was on a supportive husband. Fine. Did it work out? Yeah. But it didn't work out until Jovanna really, and she didn't make things easy either. She didn't really show him a lot of success for a long time and things like that. But at the end of the day, it wasn't until she stood up for herself. It wasn't until she was just like, hey, I'm going to go do this with or without you that a, she started to get the success that she needed, mm-hmm. and B, he started to see that, and then it came to a head. But she ate his shit for years, doing nothing about it. So it's the same kind of thing. It's like, it, it, I'm glad that she didn't give up on him, and he didn't give up on her, because now they have this beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But she had to make the decisions... To stick up for herself, finally. She had to say, this is not going to be my life anymore. You are going to support me or not be with me. And then she went out and showed him that she could actually do this and made some money and things were happening. And then it worked. But you got to get to that point where you stick up for yourself. You can't be surrounded by people who don't believe in you. Yeah, you're supposed to call your better half. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very much of a better half. No, and it's not. So so the thing is, is that if you're with somebody who just wants you to stay at home and be a little housewife, or somebody who just wants you to go to work every day and bring home the bacon, and that's all it is, okay, there's a better life out there for you. You don't need to be in that environment. No. And that just go. that's not just spouses. That's your siblings, your parents. It doesn't matter. Okay. I spent five years with my parents shut out of my life. That sucked. Probably one of the best things I ever did. There was so much just negativity and drama in my family at the time. And it was just, it was just destroying me. I couldn't handle it. And I cut it all out. It's a really long story. But I cut it all out. Mm -hmm. And for five years, I didn't talk to my parents. And for the last eight years... I've had the best relationship with them I've ever had in my entire life. And, and it hasn't been negative at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't keep myself in that environment anymore. Right. But me standing up for myself changed the environment, but it also cha- it changed everything, the relationship, all of it together. It, it formed itself into this beautiful thing. I wish I had the parents now that I, you know, that I have now I had in, in my, you know, grown up. Killed for that. Yeah, but sometimes you have to stick up for yourself and change the environment. So it doesn't matter who it is. And my parents weren't really negative people; they did the best they could with what they what they knew. But there's a lot of people I see who have negative people in their lives. And I'm sorry if you want to succeed or even be half sane in your life, 
you got to stick up for yourself, lay that hammer down. And if push comes to shove and your options are to eliminate that person from your life, I don't give a shit who it is, versus listening to this crap for the rest of your life, you got to eliminate the person. Mm-hmm. You get them out. Well, because the thing is, is like, it's it's hard enough battling yourself than having to now battle two people. Well, and that's the thing. And again, you have to understand, though, is, is, is you have to understand what you need. Mm-hmm. And what you need to succeed is a positive environment, a supportive environment. Okay. I mean, you don't really, I mean, yes, there's obviously a ton of stories, but you hear people, stories of people come from hard times. And I mean, fuck, like people come from crazy, 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 crazy hard times mm-hmm. beyond anything I've even had to experience. But do you ever notice that there's just, everybody's got that story and maybe it's just that one person, but everyone's got the story of the person who believed in them. The person that told them they could do it. And they hung on to the person, to the, to the words of the person that believed in them. Growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of people that believed in me. Kind of a punk, got into some shit and whatever. I didn't have a lot of people. You, know, you go back to my hometown and, I mean, they're shocked to figure out that I'm successful. Right? They're like, that punk? But I didn't really have too many people who believed in me. But damn, do I remember the ones that did. And the ones that did are the ones that got me to where I am. Because sometimes when you believe in somebody, holy shit, is that powerful. One of the most powerful things you can do is believe in someone. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you need the positivity around you. Now it should come from the most important people in your life, right? You should be getting positivity from your spouse. You should be getting positivity from your siblings and you should be getting positivity from your parents. You should be getting positivity from your best friend and you should be getting positivity from your group of friends. You should be getting positivity from your work, from your boss, from your supervisor and from your coworkers. And if you're not, then fix it. Because it's one thing to not get the positivity. It's another thing to keep yourself there forever and not do anything about it. I have cut so many negative people out of my life. And some of them were very close to me. I just can't deal with that shit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with that shit. So you have to look at the environment. And I mean, not just hear me say this, but have a look at your life and the people around you. Are the people, you are the people around you. You guys are all in the same damn boat. All your friends are in the same freaking boat you're in. And it's because of each other. Your friends are where they are because of you. You are where you are because of them. You hang around with negative people, you're a negative person. You hang around with broke people who have no ambition, you're a broke person with no ambition. And you also put that onto your friends. What what support are you for your family, for your friends? What are you saying to them? What kind of shit are you putting into your family and friends? It's all the same stuff. But you need to have the freaking environment to grow in. It's the same thing. If I try to plant that seed of corn 
into cement, what are the chances of that growing? It's not going to. Okay? You ever plant grass? Yep. Yeah? You ever plant grass under a tree mm-hmm. in the backyard where there's no sunshine? Yep. How does that grow? Not very well. Not very good. You ever cut grass? Yep. Yeah. You ever cut grass under a tree? No, because there's none there. Yep. You, it needs the environment to grow. Shit's not going to grow in darkness. Shit's not going to grow, you know, in shade. Shit's not going to grow in cement. You need some nice, rich soil. You need some sunlight every day. You need to get watered for your shit to grow. Okay, if you're underneath a big old freaking tree that's sucking up all the water, sucking up all the sunlight, you're not going to grow. The grass doesn't grow under the tree because the tree takes everything from it. The tree's doing fine. You're not. You got to get out from underneath that tree. Cut that some bitch down. Whatever you got to do, get rid of it. Because it's sucking up all your life. You need sunlight. Right? You need people to pour positivity onto you. You need support. You need water. You need rich soil. The rich soil is your mind. But you got to put the things around you that also increase that chance for you to grow. If I wanted to grow some beautiful flowers, I'm going to go out and get some nice, rich soil. I'm also going to get a whole bunch of shit. Legit. Poop. And I'm going to mix that in with a nice, rich soil. Because you need shit to grow, too. I'm going to fertilize it. I'm going to water it. And I'm going to put it in the sun. And I'm going to nurture it every single day. And you know what you're going to get with that recipe? You're going to get this great, big, huge, massive, blooming flowers that are beautiful. Because that's the recipe. It's the same damn thing in your life. You got to have the right mindset. You got to get the war room right. That's your rich soil. You got to have some shit and stuff that rolls in. That's the the lessons you learn in your life. They're going to help you grow. You got to fertilize it. Okay, that's your mind. That's your your learning every day and staying plugged into to and 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 growing. Okay, you need the sunlight. That's the positivity you're going to get from your friends. You need to get watered. That's the nurturing you're going to receive from your spouse and your family. And in that recipe, in that environment, you will grow. But without that environment. You will not grow. So you have to make those changes and you have to put yourself into the position to succeed and to grow and to be nurtured and success is the exact same way. And you got to remember the most important part to understand is it doesn't matter if you're planting flowers. It doesn't matter if you're planting corn. It doesn't matter if you're planting peas. It's all pretty much needs the same recipe. So the land doesn't care what you plant. And neither does your mind. So whatever you're going to put in is what you're going to get out. And that's completely up to you. The land will return whatever you plant into it. Your mind will return whatever you plant into it. That's the key to succeed. That's the key to grow. That's what you need to do. And that's episode 11.